0: Listening to Voices of IFIS, where we speak with people from around the IFIS Fellowship about all things student ministry. Hello, uh, my name is Tim Adams, and on the 1st of January, I began serving as General Secretary of IFES. And one of the things I'd hoped to do in my first few months was to visit some IFES national movements and to meet students. Uh, and staff in person and to learn about some of the challenges and opportunities in different contexts but sadly uh, because of Covid I can't travel and I have to work from home so these visits are virtual and today I'm visiting Lebanon InterVarsity Fellowship and joining me from Lebanon is Rita uh, who's the coordinator of the planning committee of students Hello. and uh, Emil Uh, who's a a student majoring in financial engineering. Is that correct? Yes. Hello. Yeah. And we want to also welcome anyone else who's listening to this from other parts of the IFES world. It's good to share this experience with you all. So first, uh, a question for each of you. Um, I I did visit Beirut uh, some years ago as a guest at the LIVF Christmas event. So I have some inkling of what a wonderful place uh, Lebanon is. But for those people who haven't been to your country, tell us a little bit about Lebanon and what you love about about your country. Rita, what about you? What do you love about your country?
1: Uh, Tim, we were talking about food before recording this. So I love the variety of the fresh ingredients that we actually plant and harvest in the country. So I love uh, how fresh our our fruit Mm. and vegetables are and how delicious they taste. Mm-hmm. So as a cook, I love uh, the variety of the food here and everyone who tastes the Lebanese cuisine will never forget it and will keep on uh, coming, f- especially for the cuisine.
0: I, I can fully agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. can remember the colors in the markets and yeah. I can remember the beautiful food that I had there.
2: Yeah. What about you, Emil? What do you love about Lebanon? Well, to me, Lebanon is culture it's hospitality, it's more like diversity. I love everything about Lebanon, literally. It's, I love its nature, its landscape, uh, its people. And the most I like about Lebanon is our accent. It's unique. And despite all the problems that we face, the economical, political, the insecurity, we have no, not, not, no good infrastructure, but we still love our country.
0: Yeah. When you say about your accent, is it uh, your accent in Arabic? Is it, do you have a unique accent in Arabic? Yes. Yes, Lebanese have a unique accent in Arabic. And um, so what is the purest Arabic? Is it the Lebanese accent or is it perhaps the Egyptian or the Jordanian? (laughs) How would you describe life for Christians in Lebanon? I mean, what are some of the opportunities and challenges that Christians uh, face there? Rita, is that something that you see uh, among the students as well, that they, uh, when they think about their future, uh, that they... Do they think of staying uh, or do they they have other ambitions
1: most of the time whenever i talk to students about their ambitions and where they see themselves in 10 years mostly uh, they claim that they want to leave and never come back Uh, very few of them uh, have ambitions in order to travel abroad and come back but uh, uh, that's very um small percentage of students however the majority think of leaving the country and never coming back and that is because of the despair and the hopelessness that they sense especially in, in the last couple of years in, in starting in 2019 uh, where wh- when the revolution started in lebanon and it is ongoing since then mm-hmm. uh, many people have already migrated we have lost a lot of youth a lot of working people uh, and we are still losing them. So whenever I talk to students about their future plans, 90% I can uh, say that their plan is to leave, be it Europe, be it the States, be it Canada, or even uh, Africa, anywhere outside Lebanon. And that is very uh, heartbreaking because if we lose Christian youth now, who is going to stay in the country in order to um, evangelize in order to support people, in order to be the light and the salt in university campuses or in the workplaces,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which are very diverse. Allow me to say that workplaces in Lebanon and schools are very diverse because they hold many people from different cultural backgrounds in the same classroom or in the same workplace. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why currently we see a few number of Christians in the workplace, whereas. Uh, we have people from other religions, uh, and that is because of the immigration of the Christian youth in specific.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, Emil, uh, you're a student right now. Um, I wonder, I'd love to hear your story, uh, and then maybe you can also share a little bit how this uh, issue of um, uncertainty and immigration uh, impacts uh, life on the campus. But how did you come to, uh, to, to hear of LIVF and to, and to, to know Jesus?
2: Well, uh, uh, according to the immigration part, I guess as a student, as a Lebanese student majoring in financial engineering, as a Christian student, too, I'm not staying in Lebanon. It is my dream to stay in Lebanon, exercise my Christianity in Lebanon, where in the other parts of the Middle East, we can't exercise that Christianity, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, there is no hope in our country. It's, uh, the economic crisis is... Uh, it's going bad, it, it's not getting better. Mm-hmm. So as a student, I'm leaving Lebanon as soon as possible, but I want to come back and die in Lebanon, that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, according to the LIVF part, I'm trying uh, my best not to be dramatic about my experience, but I would name my testimony with the LIVF as a spiritual rebirth. Can so, you repeat uh, that There's the spiritual? Rebirth, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, it all started with the global pandemic that uh, hit us so hard. Mm-hmm. And I was in despair, devastated. And uh, sometimes I was praying and sometimes uh, I didn't go to God. But despite my prayers, COVID-19 is, was spreading so fast, more death rates uh, each day. And God is not responding to my prayers. That's how I remember things that were going to lead me to atheism. So, my agony, my suffering made me doubt the existence of God. But at that time, I, w- I was saying and wondering do you God, if you God exist, why do we suffer? But uh, I had a small hope until the 4th of August 2020. It was the Beirut blast. Uh, it was my apogee, where 210 people were confirmed dead. At least 6,500 people, people were injured. Mm-hmm. And more than 300,000 family were homeless. So I said, why would I pray for someone that is causing me pain and suffering? Mm-hmm. And I told God that you are unfair. So uh, one night I was alone having my drink. And I said, God, this is your last chance. Give me a signal. <laughs> Show me that you exist. And a few minutes later, I received a message from Farah telling me, Emil, tomorrow is our LIVF meeting at 7 p.m. It occurs every Thursday to discuss a certain topic from the Bible. Mm. So would you like to join? Honestly, I was shocked. I, I was scared. And, and I smiled and said, thank you, God. But, and wow, it was so fast. Your signal was so fast. And uh, uh, we started our first topic was Farah, that is about lamentations. So I, I started to understand God more. And then uh, Farah recommended that that I should read the Uncovered Bible, the Gospel of John, where I understood the blessing and the grace of Jesus Christ and Christianity. And uh, after that, I uh, realized that how long are we going to live in this filthy world? Uh, It's 50 more years or less. I don't know. Uh, It's nothing. I want my I want that eternal life that Jesus promised us. I want to be with Jesus. God sacrificed his son on the cross. All the pain that Jesus had to endure for our salvation. I wouldn't throw that away. And uh, then uh, in the university campus, when I go to the campus after this lockdown, I hope so, after Mm -hmm. we get vaccinated, I hope that I can share the LIVF vision in my university. Uh, And... I would like to thank LRVF, especially Farah. Uh, his faith and love for God made me, made me jealous. I said, I want to be that guy. Thank you mm-hmm. Farah for accepting me, for helping me, for answering every question I ask when, whenever I ask it and for recommending the Gospel of John. And uh, I guess that God is just, he's loving and merciful. And LRVF, thank you, you are my family, you saved my soul and you offered me a way of life that, ma- that made sense. I didn't have a purpose of life before alive.
0: Well, wow, Emil, thank you so much for sharing that that story. I mean, it's beautiful to hear that, and just uh, to be reminded of how uh, God is at work behind the scenes. And just at that moment when you were calling out, Pharaoh uh, um, was uh, aware and listening to God's voice, and was able to to step in. I'm, yeah, that's a wonderful testimony of uh, yeah, it's a wonderful testimony of God's love for you and for your country how as a global fellowship can we stand with you uh, at this time and, and what is it about is it what is it about being part of uh, of, a, of a larger IFS fellowship that that is that is that is helpful for you any of you uh, who would like to answer that uh,
1: Tim uh, I'd like to share something that has helped me and I think it's in the context mm-hmm. uh, after the Beirut blast we had phone calls from general secretaries from South Africa uh-huh. and they said and they said, guys, we need to pray for you. So let's meet and pray together. The meeting, uh, uh, during the meeting, we shared briefly what happened uh, after the explosion, during the explosion, and then we had the time to pray. So there were people praying for us and I cannot tell you how touched and how influenced I, I was by their initiative because I felt like, okay, we are not alone. God is sending believers from all over the world just to help us and support us. Even even through Zoom calls, even virtually people were there. And there were many people from all over the world uh, participating in the meeting and praying for us. And you cannot imagine how encouraged and supported I was. And I felt that the Lord was speaking to me through those people and giving me hope and encouraging me keep on praying do not be discouraged we are here we are a whole global family so we really appreciate um, your prayers and we would be very much encouraged if uh, if we see people all over the world praying for us and of course on the other hand we will be praying for them and sharing this fellowship with one another Um, so i'd like to thank them also i already did but also uh, sending them my regards
0: Um It's interesting because I didn't know about this connection between SCO South Africa and uh, LIVF until this morning when I was on a call. And one of the people on the call was the chairman of the SCO South Africa movement and the regional secretary from uh, the uh, English-speaking Africa region. And they were sharing what a blessing it was from their side uh, to feel connected to something bigger and to be able to join you in prayer and solidarity. So I'm so happy to hear that how, how it was um, you know a support to you but uh, I want you to know that it was also a blessing to to them uh, to be able to share uh, some of that with you it's, uh, it's amazing. I wonder if I could ask each of you if you could uh, share perhaps uh, a prayer request maybe for yourself or maybe for uh, uh, Christians in your country or for the country as a whole at this time and then um, we'll spend a, a moment uh, praying together. Maybe Emil, uh, could I? How can we pray for you in these uh, days, as being a student uh, with uh, so much going on around you, and uh, and as a as a, a new Christian, really? Uh, we'd love to pray for you.
2: Well, uh, I would like to start with praying to my country, to Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that through repentance, we we can yeah, things will get better. Uh, I hope um, uh, you can pray for uh, our leaders, our government. Uh, they are corrupt, as you can know, as you can see. They are they are playing a dirty game on uh, their population, to, on the Lebanese people. Yes. And uh, uh, that's it. That's it mainly. And I would like to pray for my future to have a good future as a Christian, as a good Christian. Uh, and and uh, I'm thankful that I'm back to my Christianity. I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I went the phase to atheism, a small phase, and then I'm back to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita, how about you?
0: How can we pray for you and in, in, in your role as the leader of the student committee?
1: Um with all the pressures around us in Lebanon I'd like to pay to for you guys to pray for my spiritual growth because it is very difficult to grow spiritually uh, when you are lost when you feel you are lost you cannot see the future i know that we we hope in the lord that he controls everything and he knows the future and his plans are good for us mm. but this has a huge impact on our spiritual growth especially with the churches being closed and the fellowship with the believers is also being uh, restricted to the minimum. So I think, um, I think personally, uh, I'd like for you guys, for you to pray for my spiritual growth. Um, at the same time, as a, uh, as a coordinator of the planning committee, um, I need wisdom. I need uh, to know God's plan because um when I was invited for the position, it was amidst the pandemic. We had a whole lot of plans and we couldn't um, make them come to life uh, because, because of the lockdowns and because of the country situation, political and social situations. Uh, so we had huge plans, but I, I'm certain that God has amazing plans for each and every one of us and that everything... Um, is according to His will. So, so I ne- we need wisdom here in order to know how to execute God's plan in the best and the most effective way possible. And also, we need to reach out to students in the most effective way because um, some of them are not being very active on Zoom or on um, or on uh, on virtual during virtual meetings, and that is because they are already overwhelmed by their studies which are already on zoom so yeah we need to pray to reach out to these students and uh, to pray for also the spiritual growth of those students including me
2: thank you
0: before we uh, move to, to uh, pray together uh do you have any questions uh for me i'm, I'm the new guy in this role but um yeah, i just wondered if you had any any questions that you'd like to ask me
1: So, uh, Tim, uh, since congratulations first on your position, I pray that the Lord will give you wisdom in order to execute his plan. What Mm. is your vision for this year, uh, for the upcoming year as the general secretary for the whole IFES family in the world?
0: Good question. So. uh, it, obviously, there's many layers uh, and uh, that I could answer that with. But um, one of the things that I think is most important is uh, to try to rebuild this sense of uh, a global fellowship together as IFES. And I'd like to do that by really discerning together our calling. What is uh, the heart of our common calling uh, across the world? And I'm starting uh, to think about that now. And I, I've, I'm really touched by what you've shared Uh because I think at the heart of our calling is to be Christ's witnesses in the campus and beyond. And uh, this uh, is very much what I've heard from, from you uh, this afternoon, that um, it's about being witness to the students, but it goes beyond that uh, to uh, help them in the wider society and, and the challenges that you face there. So being Christ's witnesses in the campus and beyond, developing committed and godly disciples. And when you talk about how you have uh, processed and worked through the challenges uh, in your country at this time, I can see that at the end of that, you are really uh, going a long way to uh, well de- developing students into lifelong disciples uh, for, of Christ. And uh, I think that just teaching them how to use and apply God's word into this difficult situation is, a, is, a, is, is wonderful. So being Christ's witnesses on the campus and beyond, developing Committed and godly disciples. Globally, I think that one of the things we continue should continue to be our focus uh, would be to expand ministries uh, into new cities and new countries. So um, I think uh, many in many countries we have a strong Christian witness in the, the cap- in one main city or in a small number of universities, but in most places. There are still many campuses and cities which don't have uh, a Christian student group. And so I think that should be something that we uh, continue to commit to. And uh, the fourth common uh, unifying uh, aspect of our calling, I think, is to build ministry that lasts. So to, uh, to make sure that in all of our national movements, we have um, good governance and good funding models and good structures and good leadership development pipelines to make sure that, uh, I mean, our time is for a season and we pass the baton of leadership to the next generation, uh, that they will be experienced and ready uh, to take over. So these four four elements, I think, uh, if we can um, build a, a vision and a plan around these four elements of our calling, then I think this is uh, my heart uh, for the future. For the future of IFES in the next year. And uh, I hope that that works out in a way which uh, strengthens this sense of of global fellowship, especially uh, when we hear of brothers and sisters uh, in in need, uh, as we have done this afternoon. I I want you to to feel a strong sense of connection and love uh, from us as the wider IFES Fellowship. Yeah, well, uh, it's been wonderful to talk with you all. I really, really appreciate your time. And I've learned so much uh, from, from this. So, uh, so thank you for sacrificing your time uh, for us. And uh, we'll be in touch about how this uh, moves forward. But I, I think that people will be re- really blessed to hear uh, how you are coping with, with this. And, and if there's more that you think we, we can do uh, to help you in LIVF, please, please share. Okay, well, God bless you all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
2: thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Voices of IFIS. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to hear more interviews like this one today. If you want to hear stories of how students are transforming their campuses around the world, subscribe to Prayerline, our weekly newsletter with inspiring stories to help you pray for student movement. You can go to ifisworld.org to subscribe. Our follow us on Instagram and Facebook to listen to stories in audio form